<laughs> that's good. That's good. That's really good. Well, uh, good evening to you, Dennis. It's, well, good to be back. It's been a little while. It has been. I'm, I'm You've traveled uh, the world to, I, to Japan and back, or is it China? Uh, no, and no, and close. Where'd you go? And where'd you go? I went to Taiwan, oh. which is a little island where they speak Chinese. Right. Where they were previously owned by Japan. And then by China, and now are a free democracy in a way that China is specifically not. Uh, they They're quite unhappy about it, right? Uh, they they uh, they spent thirty eight years under martial law from nineteen forty nine under the Chinese. Uh, uh, literally, the the martial law started. On the day my father was born, huh? And did, did uh, was there a cause and effect? Did either his birth cause it, or did that event cause his sudden birth? Well, I think both are obviously true. Both are true. I mean, how could they not be? It's the same date. Well, like right? Yeah. I'm, so I don't know why I was even asking? Yeah. Right, so uh, clearly, but um, yeah, so they they, they had Abed, as a boy. He spoke only Chinese. You didn't. He didn't mention that. True, true. And he was very, very strict on when he had to be home, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Uh, but the it was uh, super fascinating. My, my wife and I, it may not be a surprise to learn that we do not speak or read any Chinese whatsoever. Huh. So, so, What do you do with your spare time? Yeah, well, podcasting. You don't learn Chinese? Yeah. Uh, you know, I know how to read Chinese. You want me to tell you how? Just lay on your side. Continue. That's it. That's it. Just lay on your side. Well, I didn't try that. You could read it. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a complicated system, and it was. I was expecting before we went that there would be much less English slash Latin. You know. Uh, characters around uh, anything that wasn't in Chinese was in English uh, because you know ah. uh, because Britain uh, sort of won that won that battle but it was um, it was interesting to sort of just walk around and choose the restaurants where you saw that there were lots of the local people uh-huh. in them uh-huh. and and right. then uh just by being our minority race, uh, we, whenever we walked into a restaurant, we were often given a menu that had some English translations on it. Huh. But there were other times where we were not. And uh-huh. I had to use my, just the marvelous technology that is uh, my phone to, uh, you can do this thing with Google Translate where you can point it, you can put your, your the camera of your phone at some text and it will on the fly translate it uh, and and show you as if it was written in the same color and in the same sure. in the same perspective uh, on the on on the page uh, with your with your with your with your camera. Uh, it'll show you the translation, but it's often sort of uh, questionable, the translations. Oh, like, oh right, right. So 
we had several times where we were at a restaurant and we were and I had my phone looking at the at the menu and we were like uh, okay this one looks like uh beef tendon soup and the other and and the other things are you know some other sort of chicken thing and it was very right uh, totally randomly guessing either. but not right. Yeah, right. you sort of knew how can you speak into your phone and it will translate and speak back in the language uh that there are apps that do that, but I did not do any of that. What I did do was uh, sometimes when we were in like a pharmacy or something, and we wanted ibuprofen, uh, I would with with Google Translate you can type in whatever you want, and it'll it'll say this is the, this is the translation, and then you can turn your phone sideways, and it will display that text uh, to whoever you need to communicate with. Ah, so and, there you go. And that was plenty for the needs that we right. needed. Uh, right. But and. Somewhat like how it is in Spain, the younger generations, uh, you know, it's younger than 40, especially younger than than 30, uh, can – you can talk a little bit of English at them and they will will more or less understand and respond or at least least say – no, no, I know know speak English or whatever and then you can go on to the next person – and but it was uh, it was great. Um, before we went, I knew nothing about Taiwan. I could not have placed it on a map. Uh, I could not have told you that it was an, an, an island at all, really. Uh, really? Yeah, but uh, that's odd, right? This is very odd. And, but uh, but it was. Were you uh, homeschooled? I <laughs> I. No, really, know very little about about uh, the east, the far east. Um, but I don't know. One of the interesting observations that I had there was that they they really don't have any culture, and this will you know shock you as an amber drinker. They really don't have any culture around beer at all. Uh, s- such that the first night I was there, I ordered a beer, and they gave me a can of Taiwan beer, which is this sort of, uh, boring lager. It, I don't know that it would taste as differently from say a Budweiser. Um, right, right, and right. Uh, it, they gave me a can of that and a glass full of ice. <laughs> and it was warm. The can was warm. No, the can was cold, but it, but it was implied, it was implied that if you want a beer, you must want to pour it on top of ice, uh, <laughs> which is just like, what what oh. what what like but right. but that's right. that's the sort of mistake right. that that a culture would make if you have no culture of a right. particular sure. uh thing right um and it was not it was not the first well, it was the first it was not the last time that um that we experienced that beer with ice phenomenon what did you do with the ice or just drink out of the can uh good question i at this particular restaurant they had when i first sat down they gave me a little cup of lukewarm tea. Tea is definitely a thing that they have a culture about and understand right. uh, more so than where I live or where you live. I think uh, they they appreciate their tea, and so I had already drank all the all the tea, and I was able to pour the ice into, into that, and then pour the beer into the glass, which was now cold. It's, it but, sounds more complicated than it is here in the U.S. Right. And and how was the beer? I mean, was it like Bud, like that terrible? It was nothing to write home about. 
uh, it was cold. What? Did you? I did not. Did write you home. write home? I did not write home about the beer. No. Did you write home about it? Did you I'm, write home at all? I'm calling right now to my my native motherland to you to tell you about the beer. Wait a minute. Your native motherland, which somehow I represent because I'm here in the states. Yes. And so we know that your mother has no reason to ever want to listen to this. For sure. We know that your father listens to everyone. For some reason, comments. Yes. He, is, we sh- he should do the blog. We right? have a blog? He, he should blog that? No. Oh, my God. You're the producer. Of course you should know this. Okay. Your well, father started. <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, if, if there ever were a blog, it would be at happyhour.fm. But in, continue. Well, that was clever, the way you put that in there. You're a true marketeer, a true marketeer. And so tell me about the, the pretty little red raincoat that's hanging on your wall. Is that yours? Did you get a new raincoat, a red one? So you would stand out and people would see you in the crowd? Yes. That's that really but expensive I, uh, but raincoat I, you wear golfing, isn't it? But I only, I only wear it when I'm going to my grandmother's house. And there might be wolves around. Oh, I oh I get it. And you're like making a so okay. Should I play along? Like, oh no, please really? don't. Really? And what? Wow, what big teeth you have! Suddenly, I never noticed. <laughs> I never noticed. I didn't know. You came to me. You asked me. I did not know. And then the next thing I know, you you're gone. You're gone. I. I don't know what to do about it. So that character was from... I don't know. Some sort of German-Jewish... German-Jewish. Yes. Okay, well... How has your time away from the oh, microphone well, been, where, Sir where, Dennis? Where were we last? I've been to New Orleans. You were uh, in New Orleans uh, last, yes. Um, you, have we spoken since then? Well, no. Uh, the last we heard of you, you had been scared shitless from a uh, from a haunted house. Oh. So that oh, was... Oh, uh, so yes. That was after New Orleans, so we have spoken. So since then, I've been back. Um, went out to the old dog, Kalamazoo, this Monday, played with this... Wonderful piano player, Tom Dunfield. He's been playing there for nine years. He starts playing the piano at five and stops at seven. He doesn't stop anywhere in between there for two hours solid. He never stops. 120 minutes, piano, boom. Boom. So I don't know if I, I, if, if I, I, I meant to tell you this. I think maybe I mentioned it. Do you know when we were fishing, and by the way, when you go through the show notes from Cowboy Caught the Same Fish Twice, yes, which I've listened to a little bit of it, and I haven't had time to listen to the rest of it. As you go through it, do you have more and more pictures of fish and end up with the in-the-net, out-of-the-net fish video? Uh, no, I don't think you sent me a fish video. Yes, I did. I went to I, a lot of trouble to send it to you. I couldn't cut you the sent me some. You I, sent me some I, pictures, and then you sent me a complaint a that, you, that you can't. Edit a fucking video to send it. Via then email. I edited it and I sent it to you. I, I slogged through it. I had to cut it down to fifty nine seconds. I have not seen such a video. Uh, 
Could, well, it's probably on me. You have a better. But for sure, I. I can imagine that the fish was in the net and then out of the net, and then. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't imagine it because you have no context. You've never been in a river fishing for salmon. You've never seen one in the water, on a line, in the net, out of the net. You, you, for all you know, a salmon is a type of a hat. Or as they say here in Spain, salmon. Salmon. Yes. Are you going to any time take a Rodriguez? <laughs> it's like a salmon rusty. But, uh, salmon. But you so don't... I met a woman. I met a woman the other day and uh, a nurse. Da 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 da. Uh, a woman the other day? Naomi. Her name was a nurse. I mean. Huh? I'm sorry. Continue. That's it. Nio. What? Naomi was her name. Naomi. Not Naomi. 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 The E. N O E M I. Naomi. And it's uh, Latina. She's a Latina. We've got. Here we've got some Noemis. Ah. But Naomi. Yes. Naomi, no, no, my, Naomi. 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 Yeah, and so who knows? It oh, could have been, uh, could have been uh, Americanized, you know, to the tune of a right. instead of a me. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, I got to go. Somebody oh, my, What? So if I got a old stone and it's all me, oh. True street path up to five. Caladeo. Son of a gun, going to have some fun on the bayou. That's the only thing. I, the other, sometimes yes. when you sing, you know the melody, you have to make up nonsense words. Otherwise, you'll lose the beat. And if the words are, you got to get the tune down. Yep. So uh, Tom and I did, uh, you put a spell on me, and your show notes might show a version of it done by Tab Benoit. Yes. Who I heard play it for the first time this past uh, trip to New Orleans. a version of it in a, a, a carpeted room. Can you make some more noise, please? Tonight, she, she, does a version, she does a version in a carpeted room? In a carpeted room with a piano. It's fabulous. It is fabulous. I need to carpet my room. So Annie Lennox, quite a version. But the other one that you should put on here, which is iconic... Is Creighton's Clearwater Revival. Really? Live in 1968 at a little concert, mm -hmm. a little farm in upstate New York. Uh, sort of a stock of wood. 
Wow. That was 69. I put a spell on you. Because you're mine. You better stop before you got to do it. I said, watch out. Was it? I thought it was 68. Mm, shit. 69. Okay, well, so he did a, he, uh, he was on at two or three in the morning, like no one would ever know when they were going to play. And they threw this on the playlist, and it's an amazing version of it. Almost, not, not exclusively by any stretch, but largely because of where it is played and the degree of, uh, absolute clarity that John Fogarty sings it without a hitch, without a, a, a missed right. moment or moment. note. Or, I mean, yeah. just, just fabulous. Done. But Annie Lennox. So I would listen to John Fogarty first. I would listen to Tab Benoit second, and I would listen to Annie Lennox third. Although, if you Google it, you will find that it's probably been covered by 12 different artists going way, way back. But I had to figure out how to sing this tune because the premise is so foul. And the, the chorus is basically, I put a spell on you because you're mine. Yeah. And it's just so untrue. And in, uh, in the culture when it was written, that attitude was one thing. But to interpret it today, it requires a different uh, intonation, a different starting point. And so the, the way that, that I tried to do it is a, a man who is terrified of the degree of desperation that he feels because his old lady is not only uh, talking bad about him behind his back, uh-huh. but is cheating on him. And so he's under no delusion that, in fact, she is not his, uh-huh. but... He's trying desperately to communicate that that's what this is about. He's going to put a spell on her. And the way that he has to talk about you are mine is with a, a backdrop of knowing that he really doesn't believe it. Because it's True. impossible to believe given what she's done. Right. And so it's a different uh, – It's it should near uh, almost a, a suicidal – type uh desperation by the end of it as he realizes and he repeats again and again because you're mine because you're mine and the realization of course every time he says it how less he believes it's true until when the song is he doesn't believe it at all that's deep what happens next i put a spell on you okay so i've got some information for our dear listeners uh, I Put a Spell on You is a 1956 song written and composed by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. And it's uh, one of the... Now that I am reading this, the the version that I am most familiar with, I think, is with um, Nina Simone's version. Oh. Uh, she did that in 1965. And it uh, it was popular. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival uh, did it in so both of us are right 
they did it in 1968. It reached the uh, it reached number 58 on the on the top charts, and they also performed it at the Woodstock Festival in August of 69. And then yes, Annie Lennox put it on her 19 uh, 19 on her 2014 album. Uh, she included that song. So uh, all of those links will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 030 because this is episode number 30. Whoa. Yeah, man. Whoa. It's like, whoa, man. Whoa. Hey, hey. Hey. Did you put a spell on me? I did. I. Uh, Why? I done spelt you because <laughs> you're mine. Oh, boy. Uh... uh... <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. No, I I couldn't even spell you if I wanted to. Uh, you, it's one D- letter. D i n s. What's your name? Dennis. 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 Okay. Yes. So that is a phenomenon, and we will uh, continue on from here. Well, that's the theory. <laughs> so, what else? Can you tell me about Japan? What was yes the funniest moment when you laughed out loud with your wife in Taiwan? There we go. The funniest moment. Well, they so if you look at the listicles of things to do in Taipei, uh, one of the big things is this thing called night markets. And night markets are this phenomenon where from 6 p.m. to midnight every night, they in various parts of the city, they have this sort of uh, these pedestrian streets where you can go and walk down and they have all these different uh, f- foods that are being, uh-huh, being, uh-huh. being cooked and prepared for you. And On carts or... On carts, yeah, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and... They have some truly bizarre foods. Um, first of all, uh, the because it's so uh, Taiwan is pretty close to the equator. Like uh, the the Tropic of Cancer actually passes right through the island. So Taipei is uh, on the north side of the island and is not technically tropics. But the island uh, from one uh, end to the other, how big is the island? Uh, I think you can drive it in like four hours. Oh, so it's big, very big. Well, yes, uh, but the uh, and they but have two hundred miles anyway. Yeah, and they have uh, they have one of the tallest. I think it's like the fourth tallest uh, mountain peak of, ah. of of an island in the world. Um, uh, so it, that's called what? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, tall, <laughs> tall mountain. <laughs> tall Taiwan. I don't know. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's over three thousand meters, so well, it's over ten thousand feet. See if you can cleverly edit it in, so you appear something less than as you actually do appear, which is how I say it. How dare I say it? It goes without saying. Yeah. So it's called uh, Yushan, oh. or Jade, Jade Mountain. Uh, obviously, as we all learned in school, uh, and it's. 9,800 feet. Woo! That's a big mama. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a tall boy. Um, but, uh, yes, the night markets. So they have, uh, first of all, 
where I was going. Because it's in sort of the, the tropics, they have really good fresh fruit. Oh, uh, the, the the pineapple and, ah, the, really? and the papaya and the so guava. So what was the temp there when you were there? It was uh, uh, Fahrenheit. In Celsius, it was between 21 and 28 the whole time. But in Fahrenheit, that's going to be uh, 70 to 80. Nice. Yes. So, nice. and this is this is in you know uh, late October, and it was. What's uh, it in Spain right now? Uh, in the north of Spain, where I am, it is around twelve Celsius, which is fifty three Fahrenheit. Oh. Uh, which for us is cold, uh, but for you is you, like. Uh, you get snow. I've been here for 15 years, and one time we had a little dusting, and then two years ago we had like four inches of snow that disappeared within, you know, four hours. So yeah, uh, no, not really. Um, yeah, we uh, we've had snow three times already since. Oh yeah, 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 and and little little uh, pockets of it in a in a like if they were standing water somewhere that was cold. If the snow landed on it, it would stay a little while. But otherwise, right. as we say here, it didn't stick. Right. And that is an expression which is throughout the country. This is what people, doesn't matter where you are, snow either sticks or it doesn't stick. There's no other expression I've ever heard to describe this anywhere I've ever been. Much, so, much you like research this. When did it first, where did it come from? Who first said it? Why did they say it? And the most important question, four parts for you, is why the fuck should we care? Well, it sounds a little bit like our, our, our jokes on this podcast. Like, does it stick or does it not stick? And why the fuck should we care? But we will, well, you know. So, right. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, telling, uh, telling a joke is like taking a, a wad of toilet paper, getting it wet, throwing it at the wall, uh -huh. and saying, not if it'll stick. But how long it'll stick? Right, because it will stick. Well, and then you've got the, the then you've got the um, is it is it Yiddish the whole shtick? Uh, shtick. Pronunciation. I don't know if it's Yiddish. But it, it sounds it sounds sounds shtick. like what the uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so, so I have a story to tell. Well, hold, hold okay. on, hold, let me let, okay. hold okay. hold your fucking story. Well, let me get back to the to the night markets of Taiwan. Oh. Well. oh. Yes, back to the where night where they night. where they are Carts where they food, where they, they cook up these really strange uh, dishes. Um, right. One of the so one thing that they that they do is just uh, chop up some meat, but rather than rather than chop rather than um, than cook it with fire underneath, they have this like blowtorch that they like blowtorch the shit out of the out of the out of this finely chopped meat, and then. They will give it to you and in, in a little in a little uh, thing that you, that you can hold in your hand and eat. Uh, and another thing that they did was, it's a if you take it like like a crepe and you and you put uh, peanuts uh, peanut brittle shavings on top of the on top Sweet. of this yes and then ice cream uh, three oh. little three little balls of ice cream and then cilantro huh. and you roll it up and you eat it and it uh was interesting and then they have other crazy shit like uh like duck tongues and oh, and, tongue. and frogs 
and well, they're bigger than you think. So uh, you're you you're headed the thing that you and your wife laughed out loud about that was funniest. That uh, yes. was the question. No, yes. And, and, and fact, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Not there yet. They the 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 craziest they have a whole hour. the craziest the craziest fucking thing was something that they call stinky tofu. <laughs> that is the translation to to English. So it's it's these little blocks of tofu that they have let ferment with aka rot uh into a place where just the smell makes you want to vomit. Uh, it's just gross, gross, gross. And and it's a big seller? Well, yes, to the locals, yes. And as such... It's like Limburger cheese? Way, way worse. The other thing that they don't have there at all is uh, cheese. They uh, Because it turns out like most Asians are lactose intolerant. They, really? yeah, they, Most. they, yes, I don't know the percentages, but, uh, it's, they, they don't have any, they don't have any cow milk there. And, uh, as such, they consider, uh, European white folk as being sort of like people that smell like cheese. Like they, we have a distinct, a distinct smell to them. That is, do you? we, we do. You and, and you and your wife both smell like cheese. Well, I mean that's sort of given coming from Spain, but uh, it is. But I've I've, I've heard I've heard smell like cheese. I uh, see. Olemos uh, a queso. Yes, but we have this. Um, but uh, so where was I going? So with with with, with the stinky tofu, Ooh. they they uh, stinky tofu. Yes. So because it because we knew that it was a a, a popular thing there. Uh, a couple of friends and I and my wife uh, tried this, and it was pretty fucking disgusting. Like I am, I am open to almost any sort of food. Uh, Insects. I would eat. I would eat. I would hey, try. I, I would try. I have not. You have. I, I would try. I would try almost anything, and I'm pleased that I tried this and can definitively say that this is not disgusting. a thing that disgusting. I want to continue to eat. And right. but but as such. The following nights, when we were in the night market, sometimes you would walk by a a sticky tofu cart, and you, <laughs> and you'd have to be you'd have to like sprint past it because <laughs> the smell was just <laughs> like was blah. So bad. And that's all they sold. Yes, the sticky tofu cart. And wow, the, the well the, the other the other interesting thing before you get to your story, how can we get involved? The the uh, they they have this culture of. Uh, cooking out on the street, like so. The rest, the a lot of the restaurants, the 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 fire, the stove area is out to the street, such that all the smells from the food uh, can can attract uh, customers, and uh, and apparently, it's very like it's very common for most of the locals to eat out almost every meal. Oh, like they don't do a lot of meal. they don't do a lot of cooking at home. Their apartments are very oh. small, and the and we had some we had some lunches that were just a, a beef broth with noodles that cost like three dollars, oh. and it was just it was so 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 uh, economical to eat uh-huh. to 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 were eat you out. Worried at all about the um, the condition of the meat? I. Uh, no, my my wife is an expert in meat condition, uh, and she well, she well, 
if she sleeps with you, she would have to be. Exactly. And I'll bet you that it's touch and go. <laughs> no exactly. Pun exactly. Exactly. Oh, touch well, and actually, go. Fuck. pun intended. I'm, yes. Okay. I'm well done. Uh, yes. Uh, and but in it's general, to enter. in general, uh, the while they did have some stuff where they were selling, you know raw chicken legs that it were just out at in the 70 degree heat uh, on on the street where the mopeds are zipping by um they i don't know we had the sense that things were more or less healthy uh there yeah and 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 proof is in the pudding so you ate uh, quite a bit uh, right obviously right exactly and, and this no ill effect therefore right and this, this this is this differs from when we went to india where uh, we had some guidance before we went telling us that uh, you need, you should not eat any street food or you should not eat any food that has not been properly cooked because there are amoebas there that the locals yeah. are immune to that you are not, that not. you will get uh, fucked up with. Um, so anyway, it was, a, it was a cool experience. Two things I did, two stories I didn't want to forget them. Let's see if I have. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> I know one of them. So, my brother, as you know, the expert fisherman, Timothy John, he um, is a hunter, bow hunter, fisherman extraordinaire, shotgun, rifle, whatever, elk, anywhere, but a lot of bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And so, I told him this story that I was told by a colleague when I worked in North Carolina, and this fellow told me, he was a hunter, avid outdoorsman hunter, and this fellow told me that he was out in the woods and he had painted himself up to blend in with the foliage and he hid against a tree with a knife. And a deer, after all these times that he tried this, a deer finally came up close enough to him that he reached out and he killed the deer with his knife. Holy shit. And... And and it was a very physical, right? and I I I told my brother Timmy yeah. the story. Of course, he said that number one, I was a total idiot because number two, it never happened, and number three, I'm a total idiot because I think that it did, and I believed it when this guy told me, and he told me in detail, right, right, and so um, what, it's this. This was this happened. I told him the story because I had heard the story thirty years ago. Okay, thirty years ago. Most recently, Viggo Mortensen has done a movie that you might have seen that is about living off the grid with his children, raising his children, and his wife who uh, isn't in the picture anymore. And it's a, a, a recent uh, a, a movie, as you can you can find it. And um, in the opening of the movie, which opens as many movies down, do nowadays with a cold open. Yeah. Just right into the movie. And it's a boy who has on uh, markings on his face. So he blends in with the foliage. He's probably 12, 13, 14 years old. And he has a knife. And what he does in the opening of the movie is he takes down a buck. Uh-huh. And I saw the movie, and I so I was on the phone with Timmy just recently, and I said, so I've got proof that <laughs> the story that you've 
is right? is possible you, because there's a movie about it. Yes. And you know what he's asked me? He said, so because it's in the movie, you think that it really happened? I mean, what a ridiculous question. Of course it did. <laughs> How else could it be in the movie? How else could it be in the movie? It's there. We see it happen in the movie. Yeah. You see a guy with a knife kill a deer in the movie. So, And also Star Wars. What? Like, oh, hey, hey, you want to Google something? you got to put this in the show notes. Darth Vader playing a harmonica. Or did you send it to me? I sent that to you, yes. Oh, God. It is so funny. <laughs> it is so funny. The look on Luke's face is 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 just the funniest thing. Yeah. I, I I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yes. Yes. So that's... Uh, I can't discover exactly which movie that happens in, but... Um, Vigo. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty recent. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Uh, well, he's in 2019. It'll come up. Well, I mean, his very latest, his latest uh, released movie was Green Book, which uh, won the best uh, right. best picture. It was, it was the movie before that. Uh, Captain Fantastic. That's it. Bingo. Got it. Captain Fantastic. 19. It's a it's a 2016 American comedy drama film written and directed. Huh. Okay. It, it was. It's. It's worth. It's. It's certainly worth saying. I loved it. I thought. He, I thought it was. I thought it was great. But okay. Anyway, I offer. So I told Timmy that we talk about this in the podcast because, of course, you would agree with me that it happened because it was filmed. So I mean, so now we're, I believe everything that has ever been filmed is real. There you go. That's the premise. So right. Uh, right. You know, big Who We should discuss the fact that I also on a plane after not having won any poker watched Rocket Man. Oh, wow! Which uh, was crazy fucking dark. Uh, um, dark and dark and lights extraordinarily together. unusual. Yes, and uh, I so I would consider myself a fan of of, of Queen. And I own some Queen albums, and so it's not strange that Bohemian Rhapsody, I knew all of the songs. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, doesn't really appreciate pop music and doesn't own any albums. And but but also when she watched Bohemian Rhapsody, said, "Wow, I know all these songs. Like ah. th- these songs are so uh, they've uh, iconic. they're iconic in culture that I know all of these." And uh, similarly. I'm not a huge Elton John fan. I don't own any of his albums. I've never really been like, yeah, uh, wishing to have Elton John singing uh, on the radio or, or whatever. But I still knew all of the songs that were ah, interesting that were, that were played in the movie. Right. Because well, I it, 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 and for me, since I bought his first album, and then for years bought every album until it became unaffordable to buy every album <laughs> right. because he put out so many albums. But um, the story of seeing him, I've seen him live twice. And one time in Buffalo, saw him live. And the moment that's burned in my mind is an image of a woman on the shoulders of a man. And the man and the woman are people I knew. And they were having the time of their life dancing and singing to Elton John with the woman on his shoulders. Little did I know 
that that woman was my future wife. Ooh. Okay. That's impressive. Woo-hoo! Yes. Look out. First of all, that actor, I first recognized him in uh, the British... Uh, Kingsman. Kingsman uh, series, where right. he played just this... Um, With Colin Firth. Yeah. Colin Firth? Firth. He would... A lot of people thought that he came in second, but no, he came in third. I think, I think his name is Colin, not Colin. Colin, uh, no. It named after an uh, organ. Yes. Well, if he, when, when he's only there for half of the film, it's a semicolon. It's a semicolon. Uh, <laughs> no, that was clever. Semi, semicolon first. <laughs> yes. Semicolon. Yes. <laughs> But this particular oh. this particular actor uh, whose name I don't know, um, what he also did this uh, one of the recent um, Robin Hood iterations of Robin Hood, which yes. I watched the first four minutes of that movie and I had to turn it off because it was just like it's how t- it's it was so telling of our modern Iraq War kind of warrior that like it felt so modern in in yeah. in that guerrilla warfare yeah. way yeah. that if you look back at the Robin Hood movies of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s or were even, totally different Russell Crowe's 2000 whatever yes yeah. 2016 where Maid Marian uh played by uh Kate Blanchett hmm. was fabulous but in my uh, aging process and the deterioration of my hearing it's increasingly difficult for me to understand British accents on the television, so I've got to I've got to get a headset for my right. television so that I can hear it better because I can't possibly turn it loud enough to understand the British accent. So as as a result, I'm not listening to which eliminates a lot of movies. Yeah, people right. speaking with a Brit, with a British accent, whether they're British or not. Although I did see the end of um, speaking of Brit, a mini, a mini driver. Uh, who is British, yes. um, who never, very seldom, is in a movie where she has a British accent. She was American. Correct. And in the movie shot in uh, Michigan, Gross Point, Blank. Yes, yes. And I've seen it... Uh, John Cusack. 12, 15 times. Mm-hmm. And so I periodically, when I see it up on the menu, I'll click it and see what piece I run into it. But I'm always impressed with uh, Minnie Driver uh, in that yes. in that. Uh, but Jack Cusack is uh, amazing in it, but uh, right as always. My foundational Robin Hood movie was the one that is often mocked with um, with uh, Kevin Costner. Oh my God, his accent is terrible. Right, which which terrible. which which is good for you because you need to you need to hear American accents to understand. Uh, but yes, and I that was terrible. that was the very first movie that was the very first movie that I ever saw in surround sound, and uh, I and I have very distinct because because I had because I had a friend that had a surround sound setup, and uh, and I have very distinct memories of sitting on the couch and hearing a horse behind me. And just being like, what the fuck? What, 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 
the, the, because they they had this uh, depth of, uh, of of sound, and the 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 mockery of that one, which was uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, a Mel Brooks oh, uh, film, which was and, and fantastic. I, if, if, Yes, I've seen that uh, so so uh, many times. Right. Yeah. And, and fabulous. As, just just today, someone serviced to me, and I watched a thirty minute documentary of a of Mel Brooks talking about his other because Robin Hood Men in Tights was was one of his top two films. Do you want to guess what his other top film is? That is Blazing most Saddles. Wrong. Oh. Frankenstein. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Do you remember Spaceballs? No. This was a Star Wars uh, oh, spoof. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ooh. it was, and and f- for me growing up, uh, in my particular uh, niche of, you know, of American culture, Spaceballs was just huge. And it, oh, it, really? it was... I missed it. It was... Uh, it was a it was right like I understood enough of the of what it was of what it was mocking to to make it funny but um, anyway there's this there's this documentary that I will put in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero three zero that uh, is just um, it talks about how they did how they did all that and how you know, I don't know it made me miss John Candy uh, uh, yeah I saw John Candy film uh two nights ago and it was um a love film with ali sheedy um who and, was very uh, oh god 80s, and marlene 80s, o'hara was his mother in all of her glory in her 60s i believe she was at the time i've even been in her 70s and it was um a, a, the title was a love theme of some kind but it was it was really great to, to, to watch. I'd never seen it. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I thought I had seen all of uh, John Candy's movies, but, but I tell you, he's got some stuff, man. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.